You're listening to Let's go. the Second Opinion Podcast. Second Opinion on what? I think we should get a second opinion. Where all things gaming are on our mind all the time. That's all I can think about. Just like the name says, we might have some different opinions. So get yelling, laughing, crying, and of course some very opinionated gamers. Here are your hosts, Celeb, Bolt, and TJ. All I want to say is I fucking love you. Ooh, I fucking love you, video games. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. How are you, Bolts? <laughs> I'm good, bro. Um, you're good, 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 good. Good to two for, for. It's been a crazy week. Yeah, it is. Hope you all like that serenading. Serenade, serenade. While we drink our lemonade. Lemonade. So what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast. Episode 297. It's your boy Celeb back again, joined by my partner in crime, Bolts. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Well, that's good. Yeah? I'm glad that you're good. Are you? I am. Are you actually? Yeah, bro. Why wouldn't I be? I don't know. You just uh, menacing sometimes. Menacing? (laughs) So, we got a pretty good episode for you guys this week. We got some stuff to talk about. Uh, but first and foremost, let me say this. I got so sick and tired of being sick and tired. I got so sick and tired of carrying around business cards everywhere I went. Everywhere you go. Um, having a ton of business cards in my wallet. Uh, the wallet being too congested with paper and plastic. Uh, so... There's this new thing out called Popple, P-O-P-L, and it is the revolutionary, um, it's basically, it's going to revolutionize how uh, how information is exchanged as of social information, podcasting, uh, if you're an artist and you want to share your Spotify, if you want to share just your um, social media or your Snapchat or even your, your, uh, your cell phone number or whatever. Super easy, super simple. So you buy this thing called Popple. Uh, it's about, it's a little bit bigger than a quarter. Um, and you stick it to the back of your phone, you activate it, connect your social profiles, and within just one tap uh, to the top of an iPhone or to the middle of an Android device, you share all your social profiles in just one tap. Now, Bolts, you've seen this before. It works really well. Um, it's a pretty revolutionary thing. Yes, it is. I mean, I mean, I mean, for people like you, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you know that that's all about the social media, and you have this and this and this and this. So many different accounts and so many things that you play with. Yeah, absolutely. This thing is absolutely handy for you. It really is, and uh, just like I said, it's very easy to share your profiles uh, with just one tap. And the crazy thing is that it's super cheap. So the base flat model, I think, is nine ninety nine, 
the bubble model is twelve ninety nine, and the flat model is literally just flat. You can get like black, uh, white, blue, pink, um, and uh, the bubble um, is the bubble is uh, a little bubbly, and it has kind of like a um, uh, metallic kind of look to it. Whatever, it's like a plastic, um, but. Uh, it's, it's something a little different. The only thing about it is like you, you set it down on the back of your phone and it, it doesn't sit flat, but that's not a big deal. Right. Um, but like I said, it is great for sharing social media. It's great for sharing anything like that. So head on over to popple.com and use the code second opinion pro, and you can save 20% on your order. That's right. 20% on your order. There's a good chunk of designs. Uh, some, uh, some new designs coming as well. I do have my gold popple coming in soon. Um, it should be here actually tomorrow. I'm very excited about it, and I'll be sharing it on Instagram and Twitter and all that other stuff, talking about it there. But it's so simple, so easy, and it is definitely something that anyone that is like an influencer or a podcaster or just whatever, um, if you just really like social media and you're tired of always having to, you know, type the stuff out and send it or you know have a, a physical business card this is the best way to go so definitely make sure to head on over to popple.com use the code second opinion pro and save 20 percent on your order so let's get down into this episode episode 297 of the second opinion podcast and today um before we get started we're going to talk about what have we been drinking and what have we been gaming so bolts what you've been drinking what you've been gaming Drinking, uh, dude, I haven't had any alcohol and I don't know how long. Well, we indulged. indulged. We indulged on, um, that's actually, uh, the last time we indulged, we still hadn't even done an episode, but whenever we played Game of Thrones Monopoly. Yeah, yeah, I, I had a little, well, no, I did have a little sip of something that, that during that time. What was that? It was just my, my, uh, my orange soda and my vanilla crown. Really? Yeah, it tastes like a creamsicle bowl. Uh, you loved it. I did. It was good. But other than that, and then my a- wife broke your glass. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Dara. God, I can't believe she broke my glass. That bro. sucks. Hey, Joel. <laughs> gaming wise, what do you mean? Gaming wise, man, I've been diving a little bit of everything. Um, I'm playing Need for Speed uh, Heat. I'm playing uh, Mass Effect Andromeda. I'm playing Call of Duty Season Four. Of course, it's completely re- uh, downloaded now, ready to go. Um, What's the difference with uh, season three and season four? New get, maps and yeah, shit? you you get a few more maps. Um, the battle pass is what is what really changes over each season. There's a different battle pass, um, and that, I mean that's really what changes more than most of anything. Um, they change they fix a few patches here and there why they do that and shit like that, but it is what it is. Um, playing FIFA twenty, um, playing Madden twenty. Um, playing uh, Arkham Knight, I, I, I try to dive back into that. My boy, <laughs> um, I just—I'm not a big superhero video gamer. I'm just not. It's just one of those things that I can't get into. I don't know why. But just look at it like an Assassin's Creed game. No, no, yes. I, I can't. Yeah, because you're a shadowy figure that's sneaking around the city, trying to stop evildoers. It's Assassin's Creed. Uh, anyways. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I, I'm just I'm just diving in all kinds of things, man. It's uh it's uh, and I'm probably probably next month I'm going to dive heavily back into the Outer Worlds. Um, I've kind of left that to the side a little bit. Um, I'm probably going to dive back into that heavily until I can get my Cyberpunk 2077 and of course my 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla. So, that's what I got going on right now. And of course, I'm playing Elder Scrolls <coughs> Legends religiously on a daily basis. It's sad that there's Shut no up. there's no updates, there's no new packs, there's no new yeah, store. Yeah, they're done with it, right? It's as of right now, yeah, they and they they're still supporting it online. Well, yeah, yeah, they still have the servers going and stuff like that. They're still doing small things here and there, but like Sparky Pants, the people that help Bethesda and stuff like that, they're just there's just nothing new to it, man. You just go on and you play with what you have and that's it, though. It sucks. It does. It does. What have you been drinking? What have you been gaming, brother? Um, haven't been drinking really anything. Um, you. no alcohol. Bastard. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, Gaming-wise, I've been playing a good chunk. I beat The Last of Us 2. No. Yes. And it was amazing. It was a great game. Not going to get into a lot of the spoilers or anything, but anybody that says this is not a good game is a... Is an evil person. It's really not. I mean, if you really break it down piece by piece, frame by shut frame. The fuck up. I mean, yes, the grass looks real. Ooh. <laughs> Go ahead, bro. It's a great game. Um, and I loved it. It was such an unbelievable experience. If you are um, a gamer and you have both consoles, you haven't had a chance to play this yet, you got to dive into it. Um, you will not regret it. Uh, it is definitely... Some of the best work that Neil Druckmann and his entire team and Naughty Dog have, has has ever done, um, and I applaud them for the job that they've done. It was an unbelievable experience. Um, also, been playing the Batman Arkham Knight because TJ had mentioned to me that y'all had talked about it that one day and you downloaded it again and all that, and I was like, I'm downloading it. It's my <laughs> turn now. Uh, and then, of course, Bolts talked me into EA Access, so four ninety nine a month or twenty nine. 99 a year and you can play a ton of different ea titles on xbox and of course last night i indulged in the one and only dead space with isaac, isaac. and uh, the planet cracker and uh let me tell you something man that game is something special i can only hope that dead space will come back to life in some form of way just not a fucking I'm mobile just saying, game if, if ea was really wanting to make a splash over the next couple of years they could take a three, a three. They could take Dead Space one, two, three. They take Mass Effect one, two, three, and co- well, they can't do Mass Effect one, but two and three, and they can completely, completely remaster both of well, those. Well, no, series. I mean they could do e, uh, uh, Mass Effect one. All the, you know, it's, it's, EA owns the rights to oh, Mass Effect. Now. If, if that was, the, does. if that was the case, then why is it the original Mass Effect on PlayStation? EA Access. I don't, I don't think know. I saw it because it's it's on Game Pass. Does my I don't know. I mean, See? who knows? Um, <laughs> but it, they've been talking about it for a while that uh, Mass Effect Remastered is coming out. Well, so they need to come on. I'm telling you, just saying, bro. I'm down for I'm down for I think they should do that like with that uh, with the Mass Effect Remastered series. They need to do it the way they did with Mafia, though. Like have. Have Mass Effect two and three as like HD remasters, you know what I'm saying? Like, kind of high res, whatever else. And then Mass Effect one is like a from a ground okay. up. No, yes. If we're gonna do that, then they need to do it to two. But they're not going to. I know, but I'm just saying, if they're gonna do it to one of the Mass Effects, it needs to be two. Which is bro, a have you seen Mass Effect one? Okay, come on. Yes, I've seen it. If anything needs facial reconstructive no. surgery, it's it is Mass, Mass Effect, Effect one. But that no, listen, listen, <laughs> listen. If they build a game from the ground up and completely redo it 
and just put all the mustard and the mayonnaise and the pickles and the peanut butter, whatever they want into it, it needs to be Mass Effect 2. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> all the mustard, mayonnaise, pickles, and peanut butter? Listen, listen. What are you eating, You're bro? You're not listening. Linda, listen. Okay. But no, seriously. Linda, <laughs> Mass Effect 2 with all the DLC and everything about it is a top five game of all time. That's the game they redo. That's the game they have to. They have to. I hope so. Oh. I hope we get, get something. Look, my heart would be happy. <laughs> I don't know what Bioware's doing right now. Not a damn thing. I don't think they're supporting. Dragon Age 4. Are they? Some shit like yeah, that. you know what? That no. is probably what they're working on. Fuckers. Um, whatever. Probably won't get another Mass Effect game for a while. Probably not. You know probably what they're going to do, though? They're probably going to outsource Bluepoint to do it. That wouldn't surprise me. I could see that, yeah. Blue Point's a great company for remasters. Either Blue Point or, oh fuck, what's their name? Big Box Games or whatever. Yeah, I can't remember. Um, anyways, but yeah, I've been playing uh, some EA Access games and whatever. Um, but such a great service, it really is, dude. Like, I'm definitely gonna re-download uh, Battlefield Three. Battlefield really? 3, yeah, man, I love Battlefield 3. That was my shit, dude. Battlefield 3 and Bad Company 2. Bad Company 2 introduced the online aspect. Yeah. Because I don't think Bad Company 1 had it. I'll probably re-download Battlefield 1943, uh, 1946, 1943. It's 43. I don't know if anybody still plays it or not. No. <laughs> no, no one plays that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then of course... Like Bolt said, I played Legends against Bolts yesterday, and he fucking destroyed me and was playing with my emotions because he's an asshole, um, <laughs> making me think that I had a chance. And then literally, like, every fucking dragon card that he dealt on his lane <laughs> got a fucking, like, some infinity hammer that... <laughs> Some fucking infinity hammer that jumps his... First off, his damage and his attack... Or his uh, his guard or whatever his shield and his attack was at set at level sixteen. So then he would drop another dragon, and every time that fucking dragon dropped, the motherfucking shit would go up. So there was one time he dropped a dragon, and it was like sixteen, and then it went up by double. It went up to twenty four damage and twenty four health, and then he dropped another one, and he got like a double fucking spin off. So he had a fucking forty eight attack and a forty eight defense. Yeah, and then instead of just killing me, he just draw he just drawled it out like he was drawing it out like oh I'm gonna take out your little small cards and shit like that oh we'll skip a turn yeah. listen listen you know it's funny you say that because I was playing this one dude and he uh, he said he did that to me and he was just by the time by the time it got to the point he had a 201 health and I had at at one point I think I had. Like seven, and at any point he could have weighed laced it, you know, just just did me in with one of his cars that he put out there. But he kept drawing out and kept drawing it out, kept drawing it out, and then finally, um, because my first like ten turns, I I had nothing but my weaker cards, and then my final ten my final ten turns is when I started drawing out um, Alduin. And Paramarks and in all my high, high, high cost dragons. And when that happened in five turns, I brought his 201 health down to zero. Damn, really? Yeah. 
Because he, because he kept playing around. <laughs> You're like, you fucked around too much, bud. Yeah. And, I, and I'm sure... Now the I'm, wrath of the real Dragonborn is here. <laughs> exactly. And I know he was thinking, well, you know, if he, if, if he gets me down to this much, he'll stop so I can beat him. Nah, bro. No. You should have done killed me, bro. Fucked up, man. You done fucked up. Um, all right. So, uh, first off, uh, as you guys know, we've kind of tried to change the format of the podcast here and there. So, before we talk about gaming news, we're gonna, we have two segments we're going to talk about. Uh, and in segment one... We're here to talk about the next generation of consoles. So next gen is right around the corner, but from what we're hearing, the price of games are going up. Um, is this price increase to video games long overdue? So I remember Bolts, I think it was in 2002 or 2000. Oh no, I'm sorry. Was it 2003? When price when the price of video games increased from like forty nine ninety nine to fifty nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, I remember my dad had actually came home and he had the Dallas Morning News and it was literally on the front page of the Dallas Morning News. Increase of video games coming, games will now be fifty nine ninety nine, and I was like, oh, I was like tripping. I was like, oh damn, that's ten more dollars more than it is now, you know. So I was kind of freaking out about it. I was like, damn man, and my dad was like. That's expensive. It's like after tax, it's like $64. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, whatever. It's but still it, only 10 bucks. But anyway, it's still ahead. only 10 bucks. Um, but at that time, we had consoles out that were like the PlayStation 2, the GameCube, the Xbox. And each one of these consoles had a smorgasbord, smorgasbord of fucking video games in their library. So many games were in that games library for PlayStation 2, for Xbox, for GameCube. Even when you look at exclusives, third-party titles, whatever, there were so many video games. But with that said, after that price increase, we also saw multiple versions of some of these consoles. Now, the only one that didn't really have multiple versions of the consoles was Xbox. Yeah. It was just Xbox was Xbox. PlayStation 2 had you know PS2 Fat, PS2 Slim... I think there was an... Was there two Slims? I think there was two Slims. There was like PS2 Fat, PS2 Slim, and then there was like Ultra Slim. If I can remember right. I don't know for sure, so don't fucking hate me for it. And at the same time, the PSP was out. Yeah. So... The PSP was an awesome. It was a great console. Um. So, with that said, when the price increased, it was... Warranted, I yes. guess. Yeah. Because right after that, in uh, 2006, we had, you know, the... the uh, I said... Oh, I'm an idiot. Uh, in 2006, 2005, the Xbox 360 released. Yeah. 2006, the PlayStation 3 released. So we had such an increase on visual perspectives or visual, just like otherworldly game experiences. You know, so we went from PS2 and Xbox that was you know it was pretty good, but then Xbox 360 and PS3 came out and graphics were just like immensely Aww. better. Um, you know, of course the PlayStation 3 tried to be way too much, whatever the fuck it was going on. It's like, hey, there's technology in here that you won't use for the next six years. All right. You know, like 
And that's the crazy thing is by the end of the life cycle, the PlayStation 3 developers were just now getting in tune with like really how to develop games extremely well for it. But then you had games come out like Uncharted, Nathan Drake fucking shit, and it just blew us all away. Or Heavenly Sword, that was a launch title for the console. And it or was Lair. Just, or Lair. <laughs> fucking Six Axes shit. What is that? Um, but what I'm getting at is when that price increased, we we're like, okay, cool. This is It's not going to increase with another console. So now PlayStation 5 and Xbox One are right around the corner. And we have seen the first increase of these games. 2K has announced that NBA uh, 2K21 for PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X will be $69.99 instead of $59.99. Um, so, Bolts, is this increase warranted? Has it has it um, been long overdue? Yes. And, and, and let, let me say this also. With with this, this world becoming a digital world, Okay, even though you, you you realize if you pay attention to any kind of game developing and so on and so forth, the um, the time and effort that these these game developers and engineers and, and graphic designers and, and, and writers and storytellers and and and, you know, drawers, all these people that put their time and effort into these video games, even at 60, even, even at 59.99, which is at, at this point, it doesn't feel like it's enough to support these people, you know, because you're talking the hundred hour weeks in order to meet a deadline. You know, mm. we've already had that discussion. So, and that's, and that's 59.99 for a video game that either GameStop, Walmart, Target, Best Buy is going to get their piece, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you know, the head honchos are going to get their piece. The, uh, the, ma- the the makers of the disc that the game comes on is going to get their piece. The, the makers of the freaking plastic case that the games come in gets their piece. So many pieces get divided up in that fifty nine dollars. It's just like it gets down to the to the to the minuscule pennies on a dollar at that point. Now we bump these bad boys up to sixty nine ninety nine and say it's an all digital download. That means everybody else is getting a bigger piece of the pie. That are that's deserving a bigger piece of the pie, you know these these consoles are becoming more bi- are, are bigger and more powerful, and it's taking that much more effort and energy into designing these games. You know, graphics that were back in you know the the, the late nineties to early two thousands is nowhere near what it is now. You know, everybody wants this ultra realism for their video games, so it takes that much extra thirty minutes to an hour. To make this blade of grass do this instead of instead of just a polygon back like it was back in exactly. the day. Exactly. So sixty nine ninety nine, I have no issues with it because in the video game world as a gamer, you're either gonna buy the game or you're not. And that's and that's really what it boils down to. So whether it's forty nine, fifty nine, sixty nine, thirty nine, even because people go out and buy like Borderlands three. I went and bought two hundred and fifty dollars ultimate badass collector's edition. People are gonna buy gonna buy the game regardless. So yes, open up the price for the video games, especially in the digital world where everybody gets a bigger piece of the pie. Is long overdue. It's warranted, and I and I hope they do it. I really do. I totally agree with you, Bolts. I think it is long overdue, and I'm actually kind of surprised that it hasn't increased already um, with the PlayStation Four because you think about that. That that was that price increase came around 2004, 
So 16 years now, video games have been the same exact price. And, and see, the thing about it is, is and what, what, what's kind of helped that along was the PlayStation 3 had a Blu-ray drive inside of it, right? Yes. So, of course, they used Blu-ray discs. So, in, in all reality, yes, the PS, PlayStation 4, of course, it just outpowers what the PS3 did, but it kind of uses the same drive. So, in, in, in retrospect, it's using the same disc, it's using the same drive, and it's not... Yes, you're putting more effort, but ultimately you're getting the same, the same. I don't know what I'm trying to say, the same amount of space or whatever. Now, from the 360 to the Xbox One, we went from a regular CD drive to a Blu-ray drive. Now, the people that were making the games on the CD to the games we're making on the Blu-ray, the piece of the pie pocket get a little smaller. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's taken 16 years. Um, it's long overdue. I, I just I don't think it is as warranted then than it is now. <clears throat> I agree. I totally agree. You kind of stole the words right out of my mouth, you piece of shit. I love you. Bro. Um, I I agree though, and it it kind of leads into our second question for this segment. That with this price increase, what do we expect from game companies as of content? So one thing that I've kind of had an issue with since the inception of the PS4 and Xbox One is uncomplete games. Um, Games that are either rushed uh, or games that um, come out and day one there's a 30 to 100 gigabyte install update patch to fix things in the game. Um, And it's so irritating to me. Um, Of course, this is coming from a consumer side compared to a development side. So understand that most of these companies out there, they're usually like, hey, listen, this is a date we have set. We are already over um, on time by like a year. Um, So we're going to finish the game 100% the best we can. And then um, over this next month and a half, we'll crunch down and we'll get everything ready for a patch on the game day one. So I don't know about you, Bolts, but that is it, it is irritating to me because most of the game most of the games now already have to install anywhere between twenty-four to almost a hundred gigabytes worth of install data on your system. And then, like for instance, Call of Duty. When you install it directly, if you download the digital version, it is a hundred gigabytes almost every single Call of Duty for the last three games. Then it's a hundred gigabyte update for like season one, season two, another hundred gigabyte update. Like, bro, you get to the point that you you're literally having to take up almost the entire hard drive just for one game. Right now, for Call of Duty, uh, Modern Warfare, Modern Modern Warfare, um, I have one hundred and ninety six gigabytes tied to that game. That's crazy, bro. That's ridiculous. That game should be looking unbefucking leaveable. You know, like, I mean, it does. It's a beautiful game. But 200 gigabytes for one game? Damn, that's a lot of space. You know, but that's where we also get down into some of these consoles. If they come out and they only have a one terabyte hard drive, like, where the fuck world are you living they're, in? They're like, gonna, they're, they're they've got to be a base of two, two It's terabytes. got to be a minimum of two where you can upgrade to at least a four. Yeah. I, I mean, honestly. And and these consoles, I know these consoles are going to, these next-gen consoles are going to be built a certain way, 
But if you could, if they could have removable hard drives, it would be tremendous. Yeah. I know it's going to be hard pressed for them to do it, but you yeah. know the Xbox 360 was great as far as that aspect goes. Yeah. You could pop it on and pop it off. You can have like 60, 20 gig hard drives and be able to do what you need to do. Yeah. But if they could have removable hard drives, that I think it would be easier for the Series X just because of the way the damn system is built mm-hmm. compared to the uh, <laughs> the Place. spaceship that the PS5 is. <laughs> um. But yes, if of course I know you can always have extend you know extended hard drives and bullshit like that. But I don't want just a hard drive just hanging off to the side. You know what I'm saying? I think it's going to be very easy for the Xbox Series X from what we've seen because, like uh, Major Nelson, it actually showed like a little you know hard drive thing for the Xbox Series X, and it's just like a little small square that you just literally plug into the back of the console exactly so i'm sure they're going to have the ability of saying hey if you want to you can get one of these that's a five terabyte for you know 69 dollars or 100 dollars or whatever um but i agree with you uh, and i just hope that with this price increase and i know it's only 10 bucks i know that i understand it's only 10 bucks but we are moving into a we're moving into game consoles that are supposedly going to push the limits of what video games or what our knowledge of video games is. We're already seeing that now with games like, you know, Gears 5, which was a, you know, unbelievably breathtaking game. Um, and then you have God of War, The Last of Us. Ghost of Toshima is coming out in like 11 days. I cannot wait for that game. And it's going to look unbelievable, you know. But just, uh, just thinking about the Xbox series X and the PlayStation five, how powerful these consoles are going to be. I'm hoping that we are going to get a more complete experience with some of our games instead of a disconnected experience of like thinking, well, you know, this and this and this is fucked up with the game day one. No, I, I want these developers to take their time, but I also want to be able to, that if a game is set on a certain date and it comes out, to not have to worry about a ridiculous day one patch. If it's a day one patch and it's small, cool. Like you got to fix a couple bugs, whatever, that's fine. But if it's like up to 100 gigabytes almost every single time there's a patch, then to me, that's a problem. Absolutely. And I, I think you see that aspect of these patches on some of the bigger companies more than you do this, you see on the smaller companies. Because the smaller companies put out a game every once every, what, five years or something like that. So they have to make sure they put out a complete game and make sure that shit is, make sure that shit is on point. Um, but I think the first round of games that we get for the next gen consoles are going to be the most complete games we've seen in probably the past decade. Because they've pushed, they've, they developed it and they've pushed them back and they've pushed them back and they've pushed them back to develop them for the next gen consoles. So they've had nothing but extra, extra, extra time to develop. Like Cyberpunk 2077, I guarantee you will be the most complete game that you see in the longest time. Oh, I agree. You know, at first it was going to be April and then, and then it was going to be September. And now they pushed it back to November. I mean, that's extra, you know, eight, six months, eight months or whatever that they get to go in and polish and do this and, and just look at it and stare at it and fix this, fix the eyelid on this character, fix the blade of grass or the neon light in this building or so on and so forth. So <clears throat> as far as, as, as these complete games and these contents at $70, we, we should get a complete game. Absolutely, hands down. I think that's I think that's unspoken for. That needs to be day one always complete game. Whether it's 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 not it's just got to be complete. If you want to do a patch like you said, a uh, a, a small you know three point five gigabyte to fix a facial expression here, 
or or what a car is doing here or what a building looks like over here so on and so forth absolutely but yeah the the, the days of the the 30 to 50 gigabyte pre-download patch that the game has yet to be released and you're like hey here's a patch for it that when it comes out yeah that's got to go that definitely has to go <clears throat> i totally agree with you bolts and uh speaking of that that moves us into our number two segment playstation 5 price and release is possibly coming next week but xbox is right behind them so there's this guy on twitter um that and his name escapes me but there's a dude on twitter that um actually has been pretty spot on on certain things being announced at certain times so um he had actually tweeted out to somebody and stated that um the playstation 5 price um release date reveal and pre-order reveal will be happening uh july 13th um and i think his his name is robert scenario or sierra or i'm sorry i butchered it but he had just tweeted out and said you know july 13th playstation 5 price release and pre-order um but this dude had actually tweeted out previously um, for the June 11th uh, date of the PlayStation 5 Future Gaming event, and he was correct. Um, so possibly we're getting it next week. But my question um, is this, though. Um, what do we think the PlayStation 5 price and date will be? So I'll go first on this um, when it comes down to what we think the price and release date of this console will be, um, because bolts, you know, whatever bolts. bolts. What about bolts? <laughs> bolts is amazing. Y'all. Yes, you are. Um, so I think the price of this console is which console of of the PlayStation Five. Okay. Um, that's that's the one we're talking about right now. We're going to talk about Xbox in just a second, but um, oh, that's cool. I think <laughs> he hates me so much. <laughs> I do. Um, I think that the I think the PlayStation Five is going to release at um, the cost of forty nine ninety nine for the physical, and actually forty. 59 for the digital. Um, the reason why I say that is honestly, when you think about the cost of these Blu-ray drives and whatever else, it's super cheap for Sony to make. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So $399 would be great. And if it comes out as $399, that's awesome. That's less money that I have to spend. But I still do believe that the digital PlayStation 5 will be priced at like or it'll be priced at forty four ninety nine, right? Absolutely, you know, or whatever. Four hundred and forty nine dollars ninety nine. There you go, bud. <laughs> what? Jesus Christ! Forty four ninety nine. Absolutely. If it was forty nine dollars, they like, couldn't sell enough consoles. God. <laughs> like we're releasing the console at one hundred and ninety nine dollars. I'm like, what? People would buy like three of them at a oh, time. Oh God, bro! It would. I would. I probably wouldn't even be able to pre order one. Um, but yeah, I think it'll be like $449 for the digital and $499 for the physical. Um, so roughly, I think if I get the, the console and another controller, um, which it'll be packaged with one controller, but, uh, if, if they have a bundle pack, I'd like to, I, I would probably roughly estimate that I'm going to spend like 800 around. 
we think about the HD camera. Um, I probably won't get the, I don't know. I probably won't get the headphones. If it's, if you have the ability of like using the headphone jack or something like that, I'll just use the headphones I have. Um, but I would, I would probably roughly estimate it about 800 bucks is what I'm going to pay. And a release date, I would suggest that it's going to come out, uh, November 17th of 2020. Um, and I think that is a pretty set date for, in my mind. When you look at the previous consoles of when they released um, and the time frame. Um, but we're going to listen to Bolts real quick and then we're going to talk about the Xbox and how both these consoles kind of stack up against each other. So Bolts, what what price do you think the PlayStation 5 will be and when do you think it will come out? Uh, PlayStation 5, I believe, will be will, will be $500. Um, I believe the... Uh, the, the um, the uh, discless will be fifty dollars less than that. Absolutely, yeah. um, I, I strongly believe it, um, and I believe it will come. I honestly, it'll be either. I think it'll be early November, the third or the tenth, um, just because it'll give it some runway uh, games and everything else, or runway towards uh, during during the holiday season. Yeah, you know, Black Friday is four weeks after that. I doubt it. You can see some kind of whatever door, door buster sell that pops up on it or whatever. Yeah. Because it's going to be $500. It absolutely yeah. is. That's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. That is a lot of money. And if you get people that want to buy both consoles, that's $1,000, homie. Yeah. So I, I think it'll be earlier November. I could see it being early November just to keep keep the ground running all the way through the holiday season and so on and so forth. I almost dropped my phone. <laughs> oh, um, how did you almost fell? <laughs> But yeah, five hundred at four fifty, the the third or the tenth at the latest. Okay, um, so that's kind of a, a a hit topic to lead into our next question. How do we think the Xbox Series X will stack up against the PlayStation Five? Now, reason why I put this question in there is because I wanted us to really talk about the models that are supposedly coming out for the Xbox Series X. So it's rumored that they have not announced the second. Xbox console as of yet, and it's supposedly going to be announced July 14th, I think is the date. July 14th or July 17th. Right. The um, day after the price. There's supposed to be the price reveal for the PlayStation. Yeah. So um, that's a good setup for Xbox because they can literally just watch the reveal event and then set their price at whatever they plan. I'm sure they have two different price points already planned for the Xbox Series X. Like if if Sony is going to come out and say it's going to be three ninety nine, then you know Microsoft's like whatever. But um, I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's definitely going to be a strange thing to see if the PlayStation reveal event does happen on the thirteenth, and then on the fourteenth or fifteenth or whatever the Xbox event happens right afterwards, because they have to reveal it beforehand. Because I'm pretty sure the Xbox demo event happens the twenty. 20- first through the 25th yes um and the cool thing about that is that you're going to have the ability of basically having e3 at your house so you're going to be able to download xbox Wear your mask demos. people Wear yes. your mask <laughs> asshole <laughs> <laughs> anyway so they uh they're going to have um the ability you're going to have the ability of actually downloading game demos that have not been released of course playing them for like a four-day period and yes. then it's being like a trial event or whatever else for like supposedly a lot of games. Um, but this is going to be a really good setup for Xbox because I think they're going to, of course, re- reveal the release date 
and price for the Xbox Series X, which I think the Xbox Series X is going to come out in October. I think that if Sony comes out and says it's going to come out, you know, the PlayStation 5 is going to come out, you know, the first or second week of November, then Xbox is going to be like, well, Xbox Series X is coming out the last week of October. And I absolutely agree with that. I think whatever Sony does, Xbox will be will, will do one better. Yeah. Say say the PS5 costs $500. I can see Xbox saying it'll come out $25 less. Yeah. If it, for both digital and disc, mm-hmm. um, and then if it comes out in November, Xbox will come out in October. Yeah, I, I they're gonna in in order to even keep up with the with the with the the awful that what the the original Xbox One was. Yeah, in order for them to even try to get some ground in the console wars, I don't. I, I know we talk about there's not there's not any console wars, but there still is. There still is. You know, regardless yeah, of a, what it's you a business say, when you it's look Sony at versus it. Microsoft, and that's how it is. Yeah. And you can say all you want. Well, we're really not. Yeah, you are. Because without without getting sales and people buying your console, then there's no console. If they so didn't give go. a shit exactly. about that aspect, like Phil Spencer and, and the Xbox team would have made the comment that they made. Exactly. Of the PlayStation 5 Future of Gaming event happened, and Phil Spencer had said, well, I feel really comfortable. Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, regardless of what we want to think and what everyone else says and what the big companies say, there is a war and there'll always be a war as long as there's two people yeah. f- fighting for the title. So I honestly believe that Xbox will do one better what Sony does. Whatever, it, it could be $50 less, it could be $25 less, and it can come out a month early. Yeah. Honestly, I really Totally agree. Now, when we talk about consoles facing off against each other, the Xbox Series X and the PlayStation 5 are pretty similar. One has a better you know, hard drive and the other one has a better GPU. So both of these games are going to be graphical powerhouses when it comes down to console experiences. We all know fucking PC, you can customize it and it looks fucking amazing. Okay. We PC don't have to hear it all the fucking time. Dick out of the cons. But my thing is this, if they do announce the Xbox, uh, Xbox series X digital, um, and it comes out and it's like half the size of the other one or whatever they're going to do with it. Um, I want to know your thoughts, Bolts. How do you think these consoles are going to stack up against each other? I mean, what is something, when you look at the PlayStation 5 and what they've revealed, and then you look at the Xbox Series X and what's been showcased from that, what is something that you like about the PS5 um, and what's something that you like about the, the Xbox Series X? Um, I can honestly sit here and tell you, I know everybody wants to dive into the guts and to the into the glory that is the games that are going to be exclusives. Um, I really do, really, really do like the design of the Xbox Series X. I really do. I love that whole that whole C, that CPU vibe of a tower. Um, it's going to have the green LEDs on the on the top. It's just it's it's going to be. I, I don't know. It's, I, I, I say twelve inches tall. It feels like it, it may be like a foot tall or so or something. So. Or, or whatever. I really like the design that the Series X. Um, the P- the PlayStation Five absolutely. Um, the design doesn't bother me. Um, I just like that whole that that sleek, compact look that the Xbox Series X is. Um, but I will say this about the PlayStation Five, and of course about Sony for many, 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 many years now. The exclusive Sony has wrapped up hands down, and I'm not one to buy consoles for exclusives. You know. Um, but if there was a reason to buy a PS5, it would be the sheer volume of what games come out on it, hands yeah. down. Sony is Sony and the third parties are so great about that, and I give them nothing but props about giving their their gamers shit to play. 
Yeah. And by all means, you know, do your thing and keep doing it because that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, I will say this. I get MLB Show 21 this year on Xbox. And, like, I, don't, so and I don't care about anything else. It's amazing. <laughs> but just the sheer volume that Sony puts out for your gamer, for, for their gamers to play on a month in a month. I mean, it's just like right now. You get The Last of Us now and you get the Ghost of Tsushima. And Xbox gets Game Pass. And it's great. It's amazing. And I love the aspect of it. But that's all we got. Yeah. And it's it's it, it sometimes it's just absolutely depressing. Yeah. So, props to you on PlayStation Series X. I love the way your console is being built. I love where you're going with it. I love the the slick design and everything about it. So, um, I would have to say the two things that that I look at when I put both of these consoles kind of face off against each other. <clears throat> I like the design of the Xbox, but I do feel. It is, it is different, of course, compared to the previous Xbox ones, but I feel that it was too safe. I feel that when they came out with a design, they were like, let's just make it look like a box. You know what I'm saying? They were like, it's called Xbox, so let's make it look like a box, which is cool. I mean, it, and it was definitely different when it was showcased or shown off. I was like, whoa, it's literally a box. Um, but I do agree with you, Bolts. It does have that kind of like PC look and PC feel to it. And I like how the top of it's going to kind of glow green. We are the Borg. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if someone customizes it to look like a Borg. Believe me, block. If, if there is some kind of customization special edition, someone that needs something to like be that. the first one. Um, or the Hellraiser cube, but I'm just saying. Yeah. But the, the thing is, I feel Sony just like... I feel Sony just hit it out of the park with differences uh, when it comes down to consoles. Like they they literally were like, "How can we how can we shape our console to make it look something look like something we've never made before?" You know what I'm saying? And I also compare that in the aspect of what their user interface is going to be like. Um, the the UI designer of Sony had. had uh, posted on Twitter a couple about a month a month and a half ago or so had stated after the future of gaming event that the UI is going to be something like you've never seen before in a PlayStation console or console in general. So that really excites me. The one thing that doesn't excite me about when it comes down to Xbox is that um, it's been noted by Xbox the Xbox development team that it's going to have the same user interface that it already has now. Now, Xbox users are fine with that because they've been used to it or whatever, but I have seen some Xbox users online after that statement was made. They were kind of like, ugh, well, that's the same one we've had since the beginning of Xbox One, almost. Right. You know, there was a yeah. there was a pretty good change from, like, original Xbox to Xbox Series X. There was updates. But, the, you know, the UI designer at Xbox had stated that, you know, we've fine-tuned our user interface exactly how we've always wanted it to be and this is what we want to push into the next generation of just having the same one to where if you pick up an Xbox you know it's an Xbox right you know what i'm saying so that's cool man that's awesome but i do really like the chances that or the 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 changes that PlayStation is, has made overall like i don't think anyone expected that PlayStation 5 to look like that when they revealed it all of us were kind of like what the fuck Oh yeah, how you know what I'm saying? Everybody like, was. what is this, bro? Like, 
The design looks so wild. It's so out there. It's so different compared to any other video game console we have ever seen. It's probably one of the most uniquely designed consoles since like, fuck, the, the GameCube or the Dreamcast. Um, or actually, I'm sorry, I'll shout out Xbox. Since the Xbox. I remember when they originally first came out with the Xbox concept. Remember, it was this big silver X. Yes, it was. With a green symbol yep. in there. So we were like, holy shit, that's crazy looking. But then they changed it and kind of made it more boxy, whatever else. I really wish they would have just kept that original design. You know what I'm saying? It's like a big-ass fucking Chrome X. Yeah. Like, how cool would that have fucking been to have in your in your uh, living room or bedroom, whatever. Um, but the user interface is what I'm really excited about. One thing that I have always been excited about when it comes down to consoles or phones or whatever is the different changes that come to the UI. Um, because I want something that is easy to use, but it all is also pleasant on the eyes. And w from what they're saying, the, the, the user interface for the PlayStation 5 is going to be just extremely dynamic. Um, but that also comes down to the, the overall design. They've said that the PlayStation 5 is going to be the most customizable console that they've ever made. So you're going to be able to possibly, like what Bolt said in one of the last episodes, be able to take those panels off and interchange them or do all... Who fucking knows? You know what I'm saying? That's a pretty broad comment of stating it's going to be the most customizable console you've ever had. Like, oh, yeah. What the there's, fuck does that mean? so many people... There's so much stuff that you can take from that. Yeah. You know? So, um, but that... That comes along with one thing I love about PlayStation compared to Xbox is the 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 simple thing of dynamic themes. I love the fact that I can download a dynamic theme for a game. Or like, for instance, I pre-ordered Ghost of Tsushima and I got this beautiful dynamic theme to where Jen is actually, you know, just sitting in the background and there's these leaves that are blowing. Yep. They're not just blowing in the background. They're like, actually, you see some of them blow in the background and then you see some of them actually go over the icons mm -hmm. on the screen. And that was something with The Last of Us 2 as well with the dynamic theme to where like Ellie was standing there really close up to the screen. And as you move things around, the, the icons actually move behind her. So it was this three-dimensional style thing. And that's so cool. And I'm very excited to see um, the differences of you know the what the PlayStation Five offers to the X uh, to the uh, to the PS4. We, we have avatars. We do. <laughs> you do. I will say the avatar system set up on Xbox is fucking amazing. Um, I do wish though that they did have a little bit more um, a little bit more free shit um, because most of the stuff on there like really cool fucking things. Are like two ninety nine, yeah, stupidly priced. But I wish that, like, if it was, you know, if it was a big third party game, you know, let's say Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven, pre order it now on Xbox, and you can get this exclusive cool ass fucking avatar shit for your Xbox avatar, right? Absolutely, you know, and it's like cybernetic shit and all this other stuff. That'd be fucking awesome. Like every time you pre ordered a game d digitally on Xbox, you get cool ass fucking avatar shit. Great. That's fucking sick. Um, I will say, I got to give a big shout out to uh, the myth and the legend Pop E Art on Xbox, or uh, AKA Xbox Pope. Um, he does some amazing designs for custom consoles 
Um, I'm showing Bolt's one now for this God of War PlayStation 5 um, custom design that he did. It's got like Nordic symbols all over it and cool fucking like red lighting coming out of it. Um, the controller looks super sick. And then he also does, you know, some of them for uh, Xbox as well. He did one really cool one recently. He, he does a lot of different things. He goes back and forth between games and sports. But he did some recently for like Crash Bandicoot. And it, he basically got the, some of the images that were released and kind of wrapped the console with it. So it's got like the Xbox and it's got Crash Bandicoot on the front and it's kind of wrapped around the side of the console. And then the controller is like the same exact image and it's all themed, colorized and stuff like that. Or this really cool one, StarCraft II X, Xbox, which was is, is great looking. It's got this kind of like stone look to it. There's blood and stuff on it. Then there's a StarCraft II symbol. And the controller looks really sick and kind of like dingy and yep. stuff. He does some great stuff. So if you don't know who Xbox Pope is, definitely check him out. And just really weird is like after I, me and Bolts have talked about Dead Space a lot, um, he actually posted up a Dead Space Xbox Series X, which has Isaac's like lights on the front of it. Um, and it's, it's just cool to see these custom designs. And I hope to God that like Sony and Microsoft are actually kind of looking at this dude because that will be amazing, bro. To have the ability of having something like that Absolutely. on your console, totally. Absolutely. Um, but what's really cool though, uh, one of probably the cooler things for for him, of course, um, was the fact that he had the W uh, WRC nine FIFA World Rally or FIA World Rally, whatever the car racing game. Um, it, it's it's, it's just a racing game. I've never played it before. But he actually had done a custom Xbox for that. And his art actually got featured on the Xbox dashboard. Oh, nice. Um, so it was a pretty big thing for him. He had actually tweeted saying, Holy shit, I'm really on the Xbox console dashboard. Uh, you gonna made Pope cry. So big shout-outs to Xbox Pope. Definitely make sure to check him out. He does some really cool designs. I had actually tweeted him out. I was like, hey, bro, uh... I'm waiting for this right here, and I tweeted the second opinion logo. I was like, I'm totally down for a uh, second opinion PlayStation Five or Xbox right now. So, you, you know, um, while while we're talking about the the special editions and stuff like that, and we were possibly talking about the interchangeable parts on the PS Five and whatnot, the only qu- I was sitting there thinking about it, I was like, man, you know, if 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 parts are being are able to disconnect and reconnect and stuff like that, where did that what does that add to the durability? Yeah, of the system. Because if you look at it, you know, I was thinking, I was like, well, you know, we make fun of the Xbox and it's this giant cube like the board, but it's going to be this solid, this solid system, just like the Nintendo GameCube. Yeah. You know, stuff like, I was like, I was like, well, shit, if we're, if we're able to take parts off and add parts and stuff like that to the PS5, what does the durability say about it? Yeah. You know, that would, that, that would be the, that would, I guess that would be my one negative against it, mm-hmm. you know, or whatnot. But other than that, I was just sitting here thinking about it. Well, you had actually brought it up before too about the customization, or whatever, and they had, they had stated that there will be special edition PlayStation fives that will release. And he had actually tweeted out to somebody, the system designer tweeted out and said, the the custom like you know custom special edition PlayStation fives will be like something you have never seen before. And that, and I and I that's, hope and that's, that's fucking awesome. exciting. Yeah, no, that's really great. So, like, I think if it. there was, like, a Mass Effect PlayStation 5 that was, like, themed. Don't tell me shit like that. Well, I'm just saying, bro. Like, 
It has like this big ass fucking N7 symbol on there, and it, it fucking even looks like one of the ships or something. <laughs> I don't even know, bro. The Normandy. Oh. It, it's kind of like what we talked about before. That's a broad statement. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. anyways, that's kind of just what we wanted to talk about in our first two segments. So, we're going to get down into um, the news topics at hand. Um, so, topic number one The Last of Us 2 uh, voice actress has actually shared some pretty horrific things on Twitter in the last couple of days, and it is death threats that she has received from just playing the character. Um, This is how you know people are just dumb. Yes. So her name is Laura Bailey, and she said, Man, uh, I try to only post positive stuff on here, but sometimes this just gets a little overwhelming. Um, I blacked out some of the words because, you know, spoilers. Uh, side note, thank you to all the people that have been positive uh, and sending me positive messages to balance it out. It means more than I can say. Um, so it's nuts to me that this is even happening. Uh, it, 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 it's just so sad. It's, uh, it's, it's mind-blowing more than anything. It it's really just, is. It's, it's so sad. And these were some of the tweets that or DMs that she had got. 2.26 a.m. I'm going to kill you because you blank... In The Last of Us 2, I'm going to find where you live and slaughter you for what you did. Mark my fucking words. I will stab you. Uh, Just want to say you should fucking die, bitch. Fuck you. You ruined it. I hope your parents die by a hard hard cancer for killing blank. Um, I will find you and kill your kid for what you just... uh, For what... For that, just wait for it. Fuck you, you dumb Abby bitch. Go fuck yourself. People are dumb. How sad is that, bro? How fucking sad of a world... Like, what world do we fucking live in to where people think that this type of shit is okay? To fucking message, direct message a fucking voice actress in a game, and not just a voice actress, I'm pretty sure she also did the, the like, you know game capture for it right. as well. They use right. a different face um, uh, face model for it, but supposedly that model has gotten death threats too. Neil Druckmann has gotten death threats because of them not liking what they what happened in The Last of Us 2. How, I mean, you're a fucking child. If you've ever done something like this and message somebody and say, I'm going to fucking kill you for what you've done and blah, 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 whatever else, go fuck yourself. That's the best thing I could say. It's so sad that people think that something like this would be okay to do. Bolts, do you have something else to say on this? The, the only thing I can really say is it's it's absolutely dumbfounded with with and 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 this kind of just reviews to the point of what's going on in the world today. You know, just not necessarily just just the, the remarks and the comments that were made are just they're ignorant. It's it's just it's it's dumb. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. It's not warranted by any means. But this also goes back to us as as gamers and as fans and consumers. Is like, what gives us the fucking right, bro? You know, it just it's it's a video game more than anything in this world. The best part, the best the best reason it's a video game because you can turn it off and move on if you don't like it. Yes, you know, so exactly. It's 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 dumbfounded. It's my boggling. It's disgusting. It's ridiculous. It's <laughs> Is there, there's no place in the world for shit like that. Yeah. By any means. I totally agree. A and fictional fucking character, bro. 
And not even in that. And you look at Neil Druckmann getting the death threats that he's got because he changed certain things or whatever the fuck they're they're trying to get at. You know, he they took The Last of Us in a great direction. The Last of Us 1 and 2 are by far some of the best games that Naughty Dog has ever created and probably two of the best games that have ever been created in the history of video games. So just fucking chill your jets. That's the end of that shit. <laughs> Fuck. Topic number two, Breaking Bad's... I'm, I'm going to say this wrong. What did I say earlier? It's 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 like Gina Carlo. Gina Carlo. Breaking Bad's Gina Carlo Espinosa teases huge new game project that he is working on and from what this says possibly is going to be Far Cry. Dun, 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 dun. So, in an interview with Collider, Espinoza talked about the difficulties of acting for motion capture, including a big upcoming video game that he couldn't reveal as of yet. The video game I did, which I'm not going to, which is going to be huge, can't really mention, he said. Espinoza also mentioned that he, uh, that the work involved a new stage of acting, which could mean anything, but... It certainly sounds like it's uh, like some of the villain-centric monologue of far, of the Far Cry franchise. For all, we're talking about a game series whose villains are so iconic that the actors portraying them are now just simply known as the characters themselves. Like Voss, uh, uh, Pagan Ming, and Joseph Seed, or the father. Uh, each have been iconic charismatic and hated villains that have headed up each one of these games. Um, so um, it says down here on the bottom, we also know that things tend to run in cycles and we're more than due for a new Far Cry reveal. Given the last numbered games in the franchise released in 2018, um, having a known name of voice actor like Mr. Espinoza could be a huge boom for the franchise, which I totally agree. He plays a great villain. He was a great villain in Breaking Bad. He's played many different baddies out there. He was so good in Breaking Bad, bro. He was, man. Wow. He also was the uh, um, uh, one of the bad guys in uh, The Mandalorian. Yes, he was. He is... Uh, I, I can't I don't, fucking yep. shit. Yep. Thanks, Bolts. I know. Will you look that up? It's going to drive me crazy. Yeah, I'll look it up. Um, anyways, so with that said, though, um, I mean, everything has been crazy right now in general with everything that's going on in the games industry with these sexual abuse um, and um, crazy things, especially happening at Ubisoft. Uh, many developers, I'd seen a story earlier that stated that, you know, Higher-ups at Ubisoft had treated the company almost like a mafia. And anytime something like this happened, had swept it under the rug and did whatever they needed to do to make sure that they didn't get out in the public. So Ubisoft definitely has a lot um, of things that they have to do. And they've supposedly come out and said that they are making many changes um, and this shit will never happen again and whatever else. But it just it, it sucks that this has been happening as long as it's been happening. And... Uh, whoever the higher up execs like the editor-in-chief or VP editor-in-chief and many other people that work in their marketing and whatever else have been doing this. Um, but what were you going to say, Bolt? Nothing. Oh, I thought you went. Okay, I was breathing. Oh. My bad. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I was just His breathing. name is Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon. I know. Jesus Christ. He's like a, a really, too, he's a big character it. in the Star Wars oh, series. Oh, yeah. Too, so Moff Gideon, he got the dark saber. 
Um, and there's actually a Moff Gideon pop coming out uh, in the next few months. It's really cool looking, man. Oh, that's cool, bro. Yeah. So um, that was actually, I think it was revealed as one of the San Diego Comic-Con ones. Did you see how many San Diego Comic-Con Funko Pops got released or announced? Jesus Christ. I don't have enough money in the world. Did you see that? Did you see that? I saw the Venom one you sent me, but you know there's also another Venom one. It's a corrupt one. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Are you going to get it? No, it's not. It's part of my series. It's still... I no. Just calm down. Look, look. No. I have ventured off. I've even opened a few. So you need I'm, to get off I'm my I'm happy about that. Get off my you nuts. Bolt's got a little shelf and open a couple of them and put them up. Yes. I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, uh, Welcome pops, to the world of unboxing. Uh, pops that I have like no series with or whatever. No. <laughs> and I've, I've done my research. They won't be worth any kind of money. So <laughs> they're just chilling. They're in such mass production. Exactly. Um, anyway, so to have someone like him, Mr. Espinoza, as a as an evil character, Bolts, I know for, for a fucking fact you would love it. Oh, hell yeah, bro. I mean, look at Joseph Seed in Far Cry 5. Look at Voss. Dude, Va- Voss was amazing. Joseph C was phenomenal. That whole the whole Seed family was great. Pagan Mean uh, was okay. Who? Pagan Mean? Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. all right. But Voss and Seed were just where it's at, bro. I'm telling you. <laughs> it really was. And I think he would just play so perfect in that. Now somebody did did tweet out and say that there was a possibility it wasn't a new Far Cry game. It was actually a character that he was playing in Cyberpunk. That'd be awesome. Too. That would be awesome. Whatever. Just, just get in video games. Please, Mr. Espinosa. Please. You would be great and very highly loved. So, moving on from that. Um, pretty crazy news right here. You probably already heard about it, but we're going to talk about it. Fallout TV series is coming from Amazon and from the creators of Westworld. So, just out of nowhere the other day, it was announced that the studio behind the Westworld um, is creating a Fallout TV series. And Joy and Nolan from um, Kelter Films, who who did the Westworld, had stated this. Fallout is one of the greatest game series of all time. Each chapter of this insanely imaginative story has cost us countless hours we could have been spending with our family and friends. That's the damn truth. So we're incredibly excited to partner with Todd Howard and the rest of the brilliant lunatics at Bethesda to bring this massive, submersive, and darkly funny universe to life with Amazon Studios. So... The bad thing about this news is we really didn't get any information. Because zero information. Yeah. We, we just get- got Fallout, Westworld, TV series, Amazon. Exactly. Go with it. So we don't know if it's going to be based on you know the games or if it's going to be based on the original book um, or really what. But it is exciting that this will be coming out. Um, Westworld is by far one of the best shows ever created. Uh. Um, no offense or buts. It's super crazy, and the technologically advanced characters and the overall aspect of the game is just wonderful. What was really cool? Uh, about the movie, exactly. uh, the show. The Jesus show. fuck. <laughs> What's really cool about Westworld is that there's so many, so many storylines with all the all the characters yes. and shit like that. And Fallout, with being as as immersive universe as it is, and they decide to do multiple multiple storylines at one time, they'll be able to do it because they did it in Westworld. Yeah. I real I, I agree with that. Um, now, there was um, an original movie uh, called Westworld, um, and Westworld originally came out in 1973. Uh, American space western thriller, blah 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 blah. 
Um, basically, it was that same perspective of, I, I, I think, upon uncovering a dirty secret uh, of a futuristic theme park. Uh, let me click on this real quick and just read the full details of it because it has been some time since I've actually watched Westworld. My dad um, had this movie. So, an amusement park for the rich uh, vacationers. It provides its customers a way to live out their fantasies through the use of robots that provide anything they want. Two of the vacationers choose the Wild West adventure. However, after a computer breakdown, they find that they are now being stalked by rogue robot gunslingers. So this, as I said, was the original. Um, and then from the same exact uh, director came Future World, which... Two reporters, Tracy and Chuck, get a message from a third one who discovered something about Future World and was killed before he could tell anyone else about it. They visit Future World to find out what they knew um, about the, I guess, the whatever issue. Um, so this is where uh, this is where Westworld came about and uh, how it changed a lot as well. So it was much more dynamic in the show, and it did show us that there wasn't just Westworld. There was also you know, um, feudal Japan or, you know, samurai world or whatever. Um, then there was world war two world, you know? So mm -hmm. it was great. It's an unbelievable show. You should go watch it. I hope I didn't just ruin it for you. Um, but it, it is fantastic to see that these two are going to be working with Todd Howard, uh, and James Altman from Bethesda to create this show. And I know Todd Howard is very excited about it. He had actually been quoted saying, um, you know, for years, we've always tried to take the Fallout series in a new direction with every new game. Um, but um, shut up, Bolts. <laughs> I'd actually stated in my article, I said, you know, although Bethesda has struggled with the launch of its first online Fallout game, you know, they're, they're making strides. And Fallout um, 76 is definitely a better game now than what it was when it launched. Same exact thing kind of happened with Elder Scrolls Online when it first came out. Um, but... This is exactly what Todd Howard and Bethesda wanted. You know what I'm saying? They wanted to be able to dive into the Fallout universe in a different form, a different way, and this is the best way of doing it. Having a live Hands TV series down. Bro. Now, what is something that you would like to see though? Would you like to like I would like to see them have multiple vaults. Um I want to see I mean, I want to see dark humor and stuff like that in That's, there as well. Okay. I was, I was fixing to dive into this, but you kept talking, so I kept waiting. Fuck you. <laughs> I want the darker side of Fallout. I want the darker side of the post-apocalyptic world. I want the death claws. I want the ghouls. I want the rad roaches. I want it all. Yeah. And I want it to be the suspense thriller. The suspense... Uh, just the Like survival. Yes. The ultimate survival TV show. This is this is what it... Sh oh, yeah. I'm so, I, I hope they go. I'm so pumped. Oh, my God. I'm very pumped. Have, oh. Mm. It's like... The, the first trailer is like, almost heaven. It's like, over in Appalachia. It's like... Bro. <laughs> and then, like, at the end, it fades off with, like, this nuclear dust cloud over here that's uh. still off in the, in the zero in the zero ground level. Yeah. And fucking Deathclaw climbs to the top of the mountain. And I'm like... <gasps> I'm just saying, bro. <laughs> and it's hard not to be excited about this because we did see a video game series actually be successful, and that's The Witcher. It's a great fucking series. So... I hope that for now on, whenever we get video game movies and video game series, they're more in the perspective of what the what 
what the Witcher and hopefully what this will be. I will tell you right now, if we get video games that become movies, they are destined to fail. No, bro. Disagree. What do you think it would just be better if they just came out as series instead? Yes, yes as series, as as a TV series on whatever, because you can dive. Because you you realize we spend we spend hundreds of hours in the Fallout universe. We spend hundreds of hours in The Witcher of Fallout. I mean, of the Usk of Elder Scrolls. It's Assassin's Creed. Even it's so hard to put all of that shit in hour and a half to two hours and i actually agree with you on that i think we talked about this on a previous oh, yeah. episode one time of it's so it would have been much better yes yeah it would have been better for like the assassin's creed um you know entertainment aspect of the assassin's creed to be a, a tv show instead of a movie because you're trying to fit all the the abstergo the animus the history the wire the assassin's creed this and the templars are these and blah 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 blah, blah. In two and a half hours of film, yeah. not gonna happen. Bro. Yeah, it's very hard to do. Especially that. after we've spent, I got Odyssey. I've got almost three hundred hours in Odyssey. Yeah, and you're gonna try to give me two and a half hours of Assassin's Creed movie? Yeah, Fuck that. And then you also look too at at what they did with the Mandalorian of how they they not only created probably one of the best series that I've seen in a while, absolutely, but one of the best Star Wars experiences out there year to date. And they did it in such a different way. They used a game engine. Yes. They used the Unreal Engine to create all these backdrops. So instead of them going to these large locations and having to spend this immense amount of money, they literally did it with fucking VR technology and the Epic Games engine. As it like, will. what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? I hope to God people from now on will go to Disney and, and Lucasfilms um, and and everybody that had this original ide- idea of like how can we create something that looks so beautiful but is also so dynamic and so easy to use and cuts down post production tremendously, fucking you know giant globe that we can work in. That's, That's the it, best man. way of doing it. So um, I hope that the Fallout series is a success. That's the best thing that I can say. I hope that it comes out and it's just a wonderful TV show. I hope we see um, many characters from the series um, and there better be dog meat. Absolutely. Hell, you know what? You can even do it like an entire episode for dog meat, bro. I've helped him traveling the wasteland, finding certain people and shit like that, bro. Yeah. Come talk to me. And then you can meet cat meat. We're Um, not going to discuss this. Meat bag. Is it meat bag or is it dog meat? Is it dog meat? Who's Meatbag? Meatbag is the, uh, uh, what is that stupid little game? Um, it's like a 2D side scrolling game. Um, it doesn't matter. Moving on to topic number four Crash Bandicoot 4 has been revealed. I'm very excited for it. It looks great. New designs, new everything. Um, as you guys know, um, I love Crash Bandicoot. I gave a CTR of a damn good rating, 4.5 out of 5. Um, it's a wonderful game. Or actually, I gave it a 5 out of 5. Um, wonderful game. Definitely make sure to check out my review at Cinelinks.com. Um, but Crash Bandicoot 4 is coming out from, uh, from the developer Toys for Bob. And there was supposedly a rumor that had started popping up all over the internet stating that there will be heavy microtransactions in the game. 
But of course, Toys for Bob came out pretty quick to clarify this, stating, we're seeing confusion about MTX in Crash Bandicoot 4, and we want to be crystal clear. There are no microtransactions in Crash 4. As a bonus, the total tubular skins are included in all digital versions of the game. So, I don't know where this started. I don't know if somebody saw it pop up online and they were like, you know, posting it on Reddit or whatever the fuck. And they were like, there's going to be microtransactions. It's fucking ruined. I even saw some friends of mine that had posted on their YouTube page and stating like, oh, well, fuck. Crash Bandicoot is fucked because microtransactions are coming to the game. And then within a couple of hours of those videos being posted, you know, Toys for Bob came out and was like, there's no microtransactions. Like, you know, you have the abilities. It's just like in Crash Team Racing. Um, you don't microtransactions. I think a lot of people get it confused with pay to win. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like microtransactions can consist of like, if you want to, you can buy these extra skins, but you don't have to, you know, microtransactions that everyone else looks like in a negative aspect are pay to win systems to where like, Hey, if, uh, if you want to beat your friends, pay five ninety nine and get this, uh, you know, cart that's way the fuck faster. You know what I'm saying? That's Absolutely. an evil microtransaction. But Bolts, are you excited for Crash 4? Do you even like Crash Bandicoot? Um, I liked it when I was 12, 13 years old. Fuck you. Okay. Anyway, so I just wanted to state that news, especially coming from somebody that is a big Crash Bandicoot fan. There will be no microtransactions in this game, um, and Toys for Bob has officially confirmed it. So our last topic of the night, uh, PlayStation 5 is a masterpiece of system design, says Epic's VP of Engineering. Uh, so PlayStation and Epic have had a pretty good uh, repertoire over the last few years, and um, we obviously saw that with the demo that had been uh, uh, done. It looked unbelievable. Um, but this is from all of our topics tonight, by the way, our source from PlayStationLifestyle.net. So make sure to check them out. Um, but this is done by Chandler Wood, and it states, After working for close to four years with Sony on the PlayStation 5 and the Unreal Engine 5, Epic's VP of Engineering says the upcoming console is a masterpiece of system design. This is the latest in a debate over power versus custom engineering, while Microsoft's Xbox Series X has more raw by the numbers power on paper. Sony's efforts have been put into custom arch architecture that give the PlayStation 5 significant advantage and and how it allocates uh, its power. PlayStation official and magazine interviewed Epic's VP of Engineering, uh, Nick Pinward, uh, for uh, its most recent issue. PlayStation 5 is a masterpiece of system design. Not only is it driving a huge leap in computing and graphic performance, but it also revolutionary. Uh, it's also revolutionary in terms of storage and data compression technology, unlocking new kind, new kinds of games and experiences for players to enjoy. This is notable because it places a lot more value on design rather than raw numbers. Um, Pinward's revolutionary comment followed to another uh, follow a lot of other developers, um, both first party and third party, who have praised the PlayStation 5 specialized architecture and custom SSD. Microsoft spills spill. Oh God, Phil Spencer, however, <laughs> spills Fiskers. <laughs> Microsoft's Phil Spencer, however, says he feels confident 
the Xbox Series X power will be visible following the Sony's PlayStation 5 showcase earlier this month. The debate between raw power and customer ar- uh, custom architecture continues to rage on, but despite all of the posturing on either side, the proof will have to just be in the pudding. So, bolts. What up, G man? That's a pretty bold statement from somebody that doesn't work for Sony. Mm-hmm. Um, now, mind you, um, I'm pretty sure Epic has had their hands already on uh, both PlayStation Five and Xbox Series X. Oh yeah. Um, so he had stated on this point, you know, it's not about driving huge leaps. Uh, it not only drives huge leaps in computing and graphic performance, but it also revolutionaries. It's also revolutionary in the terms of storage and data compression technology, unlocking new kinds of games and experiences for players to enjoy. This is notable because it places a lot more value on the design rather than in raw numbers. So what does that mean to you as a as just a consumer? It just it, it means that the, the 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 video games themselves are 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 gonna be should be so much more immersive. You know you you know I I, pl- I play games and I play games until I can't play them no more. You know, like I stated recently, I have three hundred hours in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, three hundred. I have one with Alexios. I have 140 with Alexios and 160 with Cassandra. In, in order for me to play that game as much as I dude, as much dude, dude, as much as I have and and did, I I need to be able to 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 dive myself into it. Whether it's whether it's the visuals, whether it's the story, whether it's the gameplay, the physics, whatever it is. Me personally, because I only play a few games at a time. I usually do. Right now, I don't have much to play that I have already played, so of course that's that's why I'm I'm playing like five or six at one time. But when I get a game and I can I can dive into it with 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 the beauty and 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 the smoothness and and, and what the game is, it means so much more to me as a as a consumer as a gamer that I can purchase what we call a seventy dollar game and get my money's worth, you know. And and I'm able to sit there and, and play it and and look at it and and be and be in visually all of what I'm looking at and what yeah. I'm playing, you know, it's just it's just <clears> one <throat> of those things. And, and and the Unreal Five engine is just it's it's gonna develop and 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 put games to a whole nother level, a whole nother pedestal. And it's it's I can't wait, man. I agree with you, Bolts. I think the Unreal Five engine is gonna be something that is going to take video games as a whole in a completely different direction. Absolutely. Um, oh, so so exciting. And the technology that's going to be behind both of these consoles as well, that's exciting for me as somebody that's predominantly more of a PlayStation uh, player than Xbox. It's exciting for me to see what that means, mm-hmm. what that means for games, what that means for experiences, the, the, you know, the overall power of what they're going to do with, you know, uh, of of load screens, of, you know, the dynamic drop and stuff that you see and, like, you know, looking from, like, if you're standing on top of a mountain, being able to see all the way across a map or some shit like that, you know. It's, 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 see, that's one of the things with, with Assassin's Creed Odyssey. I can go to the very top of the mountain yeah. where, where where the sword and the stone is. I sent you that picture. You yes, you that? did. <laughs> and, and I can look in the distance and see a group of lights. And I can sit there and be like, I know I can go there. Yeah. At some point, when I, I I will, I could run all the way across that map if I wanted to, and 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 at that point, it's just a visual, you know, lighting dots where you can be like, okay, I know that's a town, 
but with the Unreal 5 engine and with the CPUs and, 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 and the, the drives and stuff like that that's going to these next consoles, I'd be, be able to see those lights, but I'll be able to see a tower. Yeah. Or something in visually, visually, you know, eye-catching that'd be like, wow. I think we're also going to move into that perspective of not having those moments to where like, you know, if you turn around, there's still something trying to render. Oh yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying. That shit's like gone, bro. those little areas you turn and you see something, or like a cutscene cuts on, and like there's a table that looks like it's from PlayStation Two, <laughs> and it like renders real quick. You're like, right. oh, okay. So, but that's the thing too is like loading screens, like with PlayStation Five, instant loading. You know, or that that's one of the problems with the PlayStation systems with PS3 and PS4. There's a lot of times the load screens are fucking forever, um, but. You know, I think Xbox and PlayStation both have uh, have something really to prove with these consoles. And oh, I think absolutely, man. that if we don't get it, we will riot. No, I'm just joking. Oh. Like with the next Dirt game, they're saying that on Xbox Series X and on PlayStation 5, you're going to have the ability of playing it up to 120 frames per second. Like, that's fucking great, bro. Like, if you have the TV... in the world world, bro. Right? It's crazy. <laughs> that's going to be perfect for you and your fucking weird-ass view that you fucking... The grill view. Yeah. Like, who plays... Who plays from the front grill? Look, when Psychopaths. Listen, when you're drifting and you got to try to get as close to the walls as you can with that hidden, you've got to get that view, bro, to get the most maximum no. points. Mm-mm. Whatever, bro. <laughs> I've tried... Well, you know what? The last game I tried that on was Burnout, so... What is wrong with you? <laughs> Anyways, all right, guys. So this is Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 297. Give a big shout-out to TJ, who's not here this week. Shout-out to Elvin Wesley, um, all the other freaks out there. Um, I love you guys. Thank you so much for always being supportive of the podcast. Make sure to check us out at CineLinks.com for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators right over at CineLinks. And that's it. That's all she wrote, folks. Bro, bro, bro. Peace out. Peace.